Welcome to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott. I'm joined by Aiden Elliott. Yes. And Aaron Elliott. Hello. Hello. We are in Auckland, New Zealand. And we have been having such a good time that we didn't do a podcast the last two weeks. Oops. Whoopsie daisy. I know. Well, <laughs> We're so goofy like that. I, the, actually, the reason that we didn't do a podcast is that we got off to a little bit of a slow start, and then we had a lot of work to catch no up on. No need for excuses. No need for excuses, no, guys. We just just didn't. We just didn't feel like it. Look, guys. But here we are. I think that there's something more important: is when you guys are going to be hearing this podcast, it will be Dad's birthday. It'll be Chris's birthday. Oh, Christopher James Elliott's guys. birthday. Seriously? Okay. Yes, it is my birthday. It's true. How old are you turning? Uh, twenty-nine. Fifty. <laughs> something. Yes, twenty-nine. That's right. It's twenty-nine. I'm twenty-nine, yeah, 29. today. Wow, I look pretty good for 29. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one, Dad. Uh, that's you. a good joke. You know, uh, you should become a comedian. Today, well, this this is actually a big week because yeah. Aaron also had his birthday. Oh, and yeah. Aaron is, how old are you, Aaron? You can say it. 29. Uh, I'm, I'm 19. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, 19. I'm 21. Aaron is uh, legal now. so I can, can drink now. Yeah, you can drink. And, but we didn't really do anything like that for your birthday. It was a pretty conventional birthday for you. Yeah. No alcohol, uh, no women. It was just, um, you know. Yeah, sadly. Food and good food and good company. Not even good food because remember, all the places were closed. We did earlier in the morning. We had some good food. I thought we saved it for the weekend. Anyway, here we are in Auckland, New Zealand. And what do you guys think? Good. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Two weeks. Today we you could say it's as good. Today we have really good Thai food. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, it's like it's like Christchurch, but with a couple more hoodlums. There's it's not that way. Okay. Um, before I start talking about Auckland, I have to give a big shout out to our friend Mitch and Sam. Unfortunately, Sam couldn't be here, but Mitch was here and he showed us around the island last week, and we mm-hmm. had a really great time. And uh, we saw a lot of the northern part of the island, but mostly, and so thanks for that, Mitch, but mostly we've been hanging out right here in Auckland, which, uh, interestingly enough, I spoke with the tourism people here, and they said Auckland hasn't really been a destination, as in a place people will go to uh, on their vacation. It's more of a kind of place that you stop in after you get to New Zealand and then you go somewhere else. But now it's really becoming... A destination and the reason why is they've redeveloped the port yeah and oh my goodness it is really slick it's beautiful yeah yeah it's got apartments and nice restaurants food courts and museums it has uh the museum of maritime history mm-hmm. which aaron and i went to today and then it has shopping areas and the port is actually beautiful lots of yachts and sailboats and things like that and uh, it's really, really nice. Plus, there's also the weather. And the weather here is, it's late fall, but it feels kind of very spring-like, you know? I mean, the weather is quite nice. It's like Southern California almost. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me earlier today, it reminded me a bit of, uh, of like, you know, the coast of, of Florida, like uh, in winter. It is winter here, so. Yeah, it's wintry. Not yeah. far. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. It's like that. Um, I'm, you've had a chance to explore on your own. You're like our intrepid adventurer. You go out in the evenings, which is why you were talking about hoodlums before. 
What's the nightlife scene like? Uh, nightlife? <laughs> nightlife is like he's clubbing? Yes. I, I don't know. Um, you know. Well, no, I mean, I'm I, I don't, until three in the morning. So I don't probably. frequently club. No. I, I usually just go to the grocery store. Uh, that's um, what you want to call it, sure. Yes, it's a grocery store for very particular items. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, I do walk around the city at night. I've said this before, but uh, a hobby of mine is to like get a good beverage. I, it used to be Dr. Pepper. Now it's the local brand of kombucha because they got some good kombucha they do here have good kombuchas, in New Zealand. Yes. Guys, there is only one other country that rivals uh, the U.S.'s kombucha, and that is New Zealand. There is no good kombucha in Europe, no good kombucha in Africa, no good kombucha in, in uh, well, we, we, the only Asia area we've been to is the well, Middle East and, Middle East, yeah. Middle East and um, Turkey. There was no good kombucha there. No good kombucha in Australia either. Only place with good kombucha is New Zealand. And I, I, I would count uh, the UK, but all the good kombucha there is just import. They, they got uh, like a good uh, imported uh, area there in the UK where they import US kombucha. But anyway, good kombucha uh, so here. So now you, you know from the world's far, foremost authority on kombucha is the place to get it is yeah. New Zealand. Exactly. Yes. I, I am the world's foremost authority on the kombucha. Yeah, well, Thank you, you for recognizing that on the podcast. I mean, the Kiwis must have smuggled in some Americans and are just like, you're going to make us kombucha. Yeah, you're going to make us the best kombucha you've ever made before. Uh, yeah. And it, it still comes second to the U.S., but it's it's in the ranks. And then nowhere else is it in the ranks. So I, um, in the evening, like to walk around, drink kombucha, listen to smooth jazz, uh, okay. Brazilian chill-out jazz. And... You know, as long as you don't go directly to where the needle is, you're not going to find very many hoodlums. It's the needle, all, uh, appropriately named, is is where you have a lot of uh, residentially challenged as, people. Yes, as you get closer to the needle, you'll find more needles uh, on the street. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that. The needle is actually the huge tower in uh, Auckland that is, they use it for bungee jumping. And that, I think they built it expressly for bungee yeah. jumping. Uh, I think and the, it's the called funny, Sky Tower. The Sky, Sky Tower, Tower. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Sky Tower, if you want to call it that. Um, the only thing, the, the, the thing is, is in the actual city center where there's all the shops and the indoor malls and, and food areas and, you know, the harbor, that downtown area actually is really nice. You don't have much of a homelessness problem. Uh, it's very clean, lots of tourism, and even so, good prices and good food. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we've gone down to that area multiple times to go to the pharmacy because here, you, as long as they don't know for certain that you're not a citizen, you don't have to pay for the drugs. They didn't do a background check on my dad, and they just gave him drugs for free. Yeah, they did. They thought I was a resident. Yeah. And, uh, so, and I remember getting the prescription... And I said, how much is this going to cost? And they said, no charge for you. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, at night especially, but at any time, just avoid the needle. That's it. You, you just got to avoid the needle. Everywhere else, it's actually really nice. I think it that is, yeah. most people avoid needles anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I don't like needles. Um, how did we even call it the needle? It's, it is called Sky Tower, but everyone, I think everyone people here call it the needle maybe. Or maybe we just call it the I think it's I just know. because we went to uh, space Seattle. Seattle, that's what and it that's is. And that's what they call the needle there, and it looks exactly oh. like the one except maybe a little bit shorter. Don't remind me, I have a story that's due for the Seattle Times. Ooh, oh. Yeah. When I think about Auckland, I, I, I'm trying to match Auckland to the perfect visitor. The first destination we went to in New Zealand was Christchurch. And that brings us to this week's question, because our experiences in Christchurch are so different from our experiences in Auckland, as you can probably tell already. 
So my question is, have you ever visited two destinations in the same country that were so different that you thought they couldn't possibly be in the same country? U.S. excluded. Because well, I mean, most I mean, of them are from the U.S. And I'll tell you what, you know, you go to Utah, any city in Utah, and then you go to any city in California, right next door, you're going to be like, is this the same country? Well, I mean, if, if you go to... Uh, Los Angeles, and then you go to even to New York, which is that people compare the two all the time. You, it, it's very, very different. Yeah, I mean, in, in so many ways, and the people are different. Wait, and the second, weather me, is different. Let me take a look at a map real quick. I think Nevada is in between Utah and California. It is. Uh, it is. Yes. Okay, they're not next. Guys, forget what I said. They are not next door neighbors. I was like, oh, that sounds well, wrong. You know, it's a, it's not that that long. It's not that from far. Like St. Well, George to get to California. Here's the thing. Utah, yeah. even then, Utah and Nevada are polar opposites. Utah, no, no smoking, no drinking, no gambling, no nothing. You go to Nevada. Nice. Play as hard as you can, baby. Yeah, it's it's interesting too when you, if you're in, in St. George, which is right on the southern state part of the state line, is that you just drive a, a little short distance and you're in Las Vegas, which is and then you can just go at it. Complete opposite, exactly. Of Utah. So anyway, uh, would love to know your experience of being in one country and having two different experiences like that. But you know, when I think about who should come to Auckland. It is a very, very long flight from the United States. So you should not come here if you just want to like spend a long weekend. It doesn't make any sense. You're just going to be totally jet lagged. But I'm wondering, Aaron, do you have any thoughts on who should come to a place like Auckland? Well, actually, I want to say something about jet lag here. Oh, yeah, sure. Because you, you said something about jet lag. If you're from California, it's actually only a five-hour difference. Yeah, it's not that bad. I, I, and I realized that... Plus when, a day. You forgot the one day. Well, plus a day. But it's, a, it's just a five-hour difference uh, in total, mm. though, because you're moving in the opposite direction of where the, where the date lines are meant to go. Yeah. Um, and Hawaii, it's only a few hours. It's maybe two yeah, or three hours from it's, Hawaii. It's, I think, three hours from Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, no, no, sorry. It's two hours from Hawaii. Um, and I, I realized this because I have a lot of friends in California, and I'm like, wow, our schedules aren't as messed up as they were when I was in Perth. But in Perth, it was an eight-hour difference. Yeah. So it's not actually too bad when it comes to time difference. So if you love to sail and you love being out on a boat, I think that Auckland is definitely a place to go. They, are, they take their sailing so super seriously here. They have a really beautiful maritime museum. Aaron and I went to it today, and it's, it's really great. Um, it's probably one of the best maritime museums that I've ever been to, and I've been to quite a few. And uh, you, if you go, please take the tour. They offer tours there. They're great. They, the guy tells all kinds of stories about the uh, maritime heritage of New Zealand and how people came here by boat. And it's really, really cool. Um, so if definitely if you're into that. And also, if you love rugby, we went, and I don't know, maybe Aaron can talk about this a little bit more, but we went to the All Blacks Experience right by the, I keep wanting to call it the needle, by the Sky Tower. And it's very immersive. And Aaron, what did you think of it? Well, I thought it was an interesting experience. I think that the best part about it, really, uh, after getting through the tour, was what they had at the end of the tour. So at the end of the tour, they have a bunch of interactive exhibits mm -hmm. where they're not really exhibits. They're interactive sort of games where they teach you how to set up uh, the rugby ball and, and kick it and throw it um, and to do all sorts of different maneuvers. They even had an agility game, which... We all we no, all we try didn't hard. Do very good at those, yes. Yeah. Well, we got pretty close. We got close to the high score for the day, 
but it was really it was very fun. You learned a lot about rugby, and um, they also had an exhibit for the hakas, which was really interesting. Yeah, that was. Um, what is um, what, you should explain what a haka is. A haka, I believe, is just like, it's it's sort of like. I can't really describe what a haka is. It's kind of it's like before they start a game, they yeah. do a, a a dance, a sort of ritual. It's like a war dance, and yeah. it's done in Maori, so you don't understand what they're saying. But they also make these faces, and it's very, it's like uh, getting you psyched up for battle. You mm-hmm. don't want to see someone doing a haka in front of you because it probably means you're going to die. Unless you're in a game. If you're in a game, then it's all good fun. But um, I think they only do it for games. <laughs> the haka is a serious thing, yes. Uh, but also uh, very beautiful to watch. I, I thought that, that it, was a, it was a lot like a choreographed dance that you'd see in a music video, but of course they've been doing it for a, much longer than that, and it's very beautiful. Yes, and uh, at the end of the All Blacks exhibit, uh, they show you that in front of you uh, as if you're about to begin a game with, with the All Blacks. Yeah, right. And the sound design on it is incredible. You can feel the stomps in your chest. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Um, I thought, as a journalist, I thought the, the coolest part about it was where the All Blacks got their name from. It was from it was a typo in a newspaper. They were refer, referring to the all backs. So the back is a position that's played in rugby, and instead they put blacks. So then they became the all blacks, and the name just stuck. And of course, also there's the the black that they use in the uh, the the uh, I guess the color that they've used is black, and then it's a black a color against or black isn't really color, but. It's, their uniforms are black, and then they have the ferns on them, and so then they, they just became the all blacks. I'm probably not I'm probably not being explaining this very in a very articulate way, but but it, it's really you know it basically came from uh, a, a typo in the newspaper. Um, that part I know, and I thought that's interesting. You know, we newspaper people we like to coin phrases, and that was an inadvertent coining of a phrase, and it just stuck. And now here we are with a team called the All Blacks. The food here has been really good. I mean, we are really into food. We've discovered uh, really good coffee and the bakery. Aaron, you and I go to a bakery almost every day to get bread. It's a sourdough made with sweet potatoes. Yeah, so they call it a kumara sourdough. We, we go to this bakery called Amano, and they sell this thing called a kumara sourdough. Now, here in New Zealand, this is an interesting story, um, they got sweet potatoes basically before everyone else. Mm. So before the Colombian trade, uh, the New Zealanders somehow through Polynesian trade routes managed to get sweet potatoes from South America. Yep. Now the Quechua word for sweet potato is something like kumara. So the Maori got kumara, even the word kumara, which comes from you know South American languages. And so this was something that was cultivated and is generally eaten uh, here in New Zealand. So when you eat the sweet potatoes with a purple skin and white inside, that's called red kumara here. Um, I don't know if that particular variety is from here, but in any case, that's what they use. And they mix that with sourdough bread and they cook it. And it's a really, really cool bread. The bread is amazing. Uh, Even Aiden, who doesn't normally eat our bread, loved it. And the reason why is it's made out of sourdough and sweet potatoes that they somehow do the crust, the outside, it's really, really good. 
Yeah, uh, the sweet potato gives it a very, very unique texture. It's not the type of bread that you use, though, for avocado toasts or... I use uh, it for avocado toast, but... I think it's a bit too sweet for that. Yeah, you don't want to... I mean, it's not something you want to toast. It's something you want to buy the bread fresh and then just eat it. Exactly. And you can eat it with an avocado. That's normally what I do. Yeah, so you have that. Um, the bread scene here is is different from that of Christchurch. Yes. Um, here you have a lot of French bakeries, and then there's this Amano, I guess that's a Japanese bakery or something like that. Yeah, I don't know where Amano, I, Amano might be Japanese. There's Maybe a lot of Japanese restaurants right along that part of, yeah. so the, the port area really does have all the good restaurants as far as we can tell. Although we, we went to, today we went to a really great uh, vegan Thai restaurant called Cuckoo. And that's uh, right in our neighborhood. We live right across from Victoria Park, and uh, it, that was really an amazing experience. And we'll probably end up going back there at least one more time before we go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there's much more that we're going to be doing here. We there's a possibility actually that we might head back to the South Island for a quick trip. There's some hiking that we're going to do. There's a lot on our itinerary in the next two weeks while we're here, and of course there's a lot of more kombucha to be drunk, right, Aiden? Yes, yes. I think you've had kombucha every day since we've gotten here. Yeah, probably. I like kombucha. What do you like best about this place, Aiden? Well, I'll tell you what. I was ecstatic when I found out that the kombucha was good. But aside from kombucha, um, I think it's just a very nice walking country. Like both the cities we've been to, the walking is really good in the city. Do you know what I think your favorite part about Auckland is? What? Is that we have a cat that is trying to get adopted by us. Oh, yes. There's a cat in. that keeps coming up to our door and asking to be let in. And we have to tell it no. Hey, no, we've, no. We, we have let... I think it's a she. We've let her in. We've let the cat in. She is... Yesterday, Aaron almost sat on her. She liked to jump up on the sofa, and she's the same color as the sofa. Aaron didn't see her. So he sat down and um, actually sat on the cat. <laughs> the cat was not very happy. The thing with that cat is that it'll come in, and then a couple moments later, after scouting it out, I guess it thinks that there's food waiting for it. Yes. It'll say, oh, let me out of here. So, okay, fine. It's an opportunistic feeder. It really is only here for food. No, I mean, the cat's jumped up on my lap a couple of times. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the most exciting part of Auckland is, we have a cat! Once again, our question of the week is, have you ever visited a destination, two cities in one destination that were so vastly different from one another? And if so, where were you? What happened? Tell us about the difference. Our two cities that we're thinking of right now are Christchurch and Auckland. Two very, very different cities. You know, we've talked a lot about Christchurch already. Auckland is much more urban, a little grittier, and much more of a port city. And the people here are a little bit different, too. I mean, I think that Christchurch is a little bit friendlier and more small town, and Auckland is much more metropolitan and urban than Christchurch. And also, the climate is really different. Like, in Christchurch, there really is, it really is, winter is happening there, and the leaves are falling off the trees. Here, it's a little bit more tropical. Thank you so much for listening to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott. Here with the boys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh,